In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word of the Lord which engages us this morning comes from our Genesis lesson, especially verse 2. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, as well as our epistle and uh, gospel verses for this week. Specifically, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And Mark 1.10, as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Ugly bags of mostly water. If you're a Star Trek fan, you may know that comes from one of the second-generation episodes where Captain Picard and Starship Enterprise visit a strange new world and actually come across a life form they don't even recognize as a life form at first. When they finally figure out that they're dealing with a life form underneath the ground, they use their universal translator and they find out that they've made this life form pretty angry. And so he calls the humans that he's dealing with ugly bags of mostly water. Well, that's actually a pretty good description of what we are. God made Adam from dust, but he must have included some water in there as well because scientists tell us that our bodies are somewhere between 55 and 78 percent water, depending on our gender, our age, our build, and so forth. We weren't ugly bags of water at first, but as Adam and Eve fell into sin, that created our ugliness. At the beginning, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters of creation, sanctifying them. Adam and Eve were first created sinless from that dust and blessed water, but their rejection of God led to the groaning of all creation, including water itself. But this week, we're celebrating the baptism of our Lord Jesus when the Spirit of the Lord began to recreate this creation. When the Spirit of the Lord again hovered over the water of the Jordan River, anointing Jesus and revealing him to the world. The voice of God again spoke, and the recreation of the world began at the baptism of our Lord Jesus, God's Son. This has been a great week of preaching about baptism. Pastor Oswald first proclaimed to us that we really are, according to Romans 6, baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. Pastor Sanchez revealed to us that Jesus' baptism is the beginning of our salvation, and Jesus was baptized so that we might be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, Pastor Meyer asserted that in our baptisms, the Lord himself reaches out through the salvation drama to each of us uniquely. He isolates us into relationship with him and him alone. I must confess that growing up as a kid, I really didn't think about baptism very much. Surely my pastor's taught and preached about it with some earnestness, but I honestly don't remember it. I knew that we Lutherans baptized infants and that most of my Baptist friends, which were many uh, growing up in southern Kansas, got baptized when they were 7 or 12 years old, but I didn't really wonder about those differences all that much. It wasn't until I got to college and was taking my first Old Testament course with Tim Seleska's father, John Seleska, 
where he emphasized the importance of remembering your baptism. When he said it, I can remember being a little puzzled. How could I remember something that happened when I was six weeks old? I couldn't possibly remember that. So why did I need to remember it? Well, I wasn't mature enough at the time to actually ask him the question, why? But that remember your baptism statement kept chewing at me through the years. Slowly, I began listening more carefully and more intently in sermons and Bible studies for why my baptism was so important. At some point in my young adult years, I began realizing how important Jesus' baptism and his revelation at this time of Epiphany Week actually is and how we Christians truly are connected with Jesus Christ in our baptism. It slowly began to sink into me that baptism is simply not, not simply a churchly tradition, but something that God is doing for us, to us, and in us. When I became a student here at the seminary at age 40, the pastors, professors here at the seminary also helped me grow in appreciation for my baptism. While we obviously never fully master and understand the depths of this mystery, I began to more fully appreciate what Luther means when he asked the question, what is baptism? And we realized that it is God's word connected with the water. Becoming more immersed in the marvels of Romans 6 led me to vow that when I began serving a parish, I would emphasize the importance of baptism to my parishioners. Sure enough, God gave many opportunities to teach and preach about the importance of baptism. At baptisms, at funerals, in Bible studies, time and time again, baptism came up, partly from parishioners and partly by my plan. They began to hear me say routinely that God connects us with Christ's death and resurrection. And finally, one day after I'd been there a couple of years, now sainted, faithful old Rachel caught me in the atrium. And even before the Bible study even started, a weekday Bible study, she looked at me and said, Pastor, you've been telling us that our baptisms, God's actually doing something important to us, isn't he? Yes, and at 80 years old, she was getting that. I also learned that as we speak to God's people about the importance of their baptisms, they will also learn of the importance of baptisms, baptism for their friends and their relatives. I had any number of opportunities to tell you just a few where my parishioners brought their people to me. One, one older woman who was a member brought her 90, well, she asked me to go visit her 93-year-old mother in the nursing home who had never been baptized, and we baptized her at the age of 93, just six months before she died. Another woman came to me and said her, her brother was dying of cancer in California, and he had never been baptized. She and her husband, who was a deacon, had actually been sharing the gospel with him via phone and letters, but they were planning on going and visiting him and wondered what to do. And we made plans that if they found out that he still had weeks to live, that they could arrange to have, that we could arrange to have another pastor come and baptize him. But if he only had days to live, that they could do an emergency baptism in the name of our church, under the auspices of our church. And that is what they did. And three days after he was baptized... He died, and his body was brought back to our church for Christian burial. This woman's sister had never been baptized, and she began speaking to me about her sister, who was also in a nursing home, only in her 50s, 
but with MS, MS so severe that she had never, that now then she could not even blink her eyes to answer yes or no to questions that could be asked her. But the deacon and I went and catechized her as best we could, trying to answer whatever questions we thought she might have. And then Christmas Eve day one year, we went to her nursing home and baptized her as well. God's people can and do know the importance of their baptisms. And so you, you ugly bags of mostly water, know that the Lord, the King of the universe, allowed himself to be a beautiful bag of mostly water for you, to come and be baptized with water and the Spirit in the Jordan River for us, to take upon his clean bag of mostly water our sin and our ugliness until he began to sweat water and blood and to bleed upon that cross and to have a spear thrust into his side in which water and blood burst forth. Now you ugly bags of mostly water know that you have been washed clean in the new waters of baptism, waters that have been sanctified by the Spirit in recreation and have isolated and united us with the marvels of Christ's death and resurrection. May we always, by the power of the Spirit, remember our baptisms, knowing that the Lord has blessed his people and given them his strength. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.